0: In Alberta, Canada tonight, Zoobs, or right here in Canada, as two separate wrestlers put it, right here in Canada.
1: Uh, aside, have you have you ever been to Edmonton?
0: Yeah, uh, plenty of times, three, four times.
1: Yeah, actually, I actually had a I really would...
0: good night with friend of the channel, Marlon Phillips. Now, Edmonton once, going to the UFC there.
1: I spent about I spent about thirty six hours in Edmonton once. It's perfectly fine. I, it was a work trip, so it mm-hmm. was like it was uh, airport, hotel, event, hotel, airport.
2: Like, they have a they have a giant highway that goes around the city cool
0: Sounds cool <laughs> anything else uh, uh nope. no i i remember thinking it was downtown i was like this feels like a bigger city than it was in my mind the first time yeah. i was there but that that doesn't last long which i actually think is kind of cool about it in some ways i don't know it was it was very cold one time i was there Favorite.
1: Sure. And it, and it it stays a bright late there, I believe, because of how north, how far north it is.
0: Oh, I don't mind that. Is it is a night owl? That's kind of cool. Anyway, I digress. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, the home of tonight's Dynamite, which before we get to the matches, I want to ask you about this formatic choice because I'm not even sure how I feel about it yet. They say, oh, we're going to get right to Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus uh, Orange Cassidy and Darby. But first, Darby Allen has requested some time backstage. So Darby Allen, he's backstage with uh, Keith Lee, and he like gives Keith Lee a pep talk. Uh, he says, "You got all these problems, Keith. Stop whining. Do something about it. You think you should be better? Do something about it. What I'm saying is, take your head out of your ass." And then he walks away, and then Keith Lee goes, <laughs> "Ballsy, <laughs> stupid, but ballsy." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then they go right into the match. Before we talk about these uh, different segments, what did you think of this? The we're going to get to the match, but here's a little in and out promo leading into the match
1: stylistically a cool choice i didn't know keith lee was complaining about things and was down on his luck i literally yeah. legitimately whether it's just like i guess it was happening on rampage or like it hasn't been in, in my face enough to know that i was like wish that keith lee would shut up i was like i wish that keith <laughs> lee would whine it. whatever he is doing tagging with whoever he's tagging with on the show i don't watch um i was i was left a little confused to be honest with you i, I wasn't jacked up on this coming in but if the payoff is like that was the excuse for why keith lee was like superhuman three and a half minutes later fine with it because like man you know i have gone on a couple times with a couple different wrestlers and just sort of been like i can only handle the like this guy should be doing more conversation so many times before it's like the guy sort of is responsible on the other end for being a guy who gets involved in things um and you know we're both big Keith Lee guys I think pretty pretty big fans of his and want him and we Strickland separately or together to be doing important things on this show um, this is a great way to just get him back on the show and be like oh by the way remember like instantly rehabbed in my mind you're just like wow this guy you know OC and Darby not too many guys not too many baby faces you would rank above them on this show and they're like allowing him to completely like look like a monster I think
2: King you remember, uh,
1: the planes awesome. You remember a similar rehab for um, for Brody King, right? They just let him choke out Darby and be like, Yeah, this guy's big. Like, what, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought he's funny of that, funny <laughs> of that tonight. Um, makes me melancholy that they don't have Keith and Swerve as a team that doesn't like each other. Of just like, we can't help but be great, doesn't matter if we're partners. I think I'm still so interested in that, but um, yeah, to, to segue from the opening thing into what I thought of Keith Lee after the ballsy comment. I thought he was a revelation. It was like this guy. How do you miss?
0: I feel like Jericho, Sammy, uh, Daniel Garcia, and Keith Lee all did like a bit of a rebirth thing tonight. Because Keith Lee in that little promo, and then in this match, again, looking like Godzilla and the the people of Tokyo. <laughs> like, they, they takes. and again, this is what I like so much about this opening match. And we'll get into the match as you say, Zoops. And I was a big fan of this match. And largely because it had such a clear thing it was trying to do. Okay, we need to make Keith Lee look gigantic, but Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy are two of our top-end players, like you pointed out, Zoops. What does that look like? Well, first we have to establish that Keith Lee is unstoppable. And luckily, we have Darby Allen here, who's more than willing to let a guy just clobber him. The initial bump of this match is horrendous. Keith doesn't even try to go for a pin after. He's walking around. He's the man. He's feeling himself. He doesn't trust Swerve at all, so he's more than ready to sort of take on both of these guys, even though they are baby face alignment. His enemy is his tag team partner, ostensibly, at this point. So he's, he's doing the, the thing that he would do in this situation. But then Darby and Orange start thinking, okay, what do we do on this guy? And they start doing double team moves because despite this being a blind tag team tournament, these guys have tagged together a bunch and they are more than equipped to do these tag in two guy in the ring moves. And this is what finally starts to chop away at the tree that is Keith Lee in this situation. I'm spitting uh, Keith Lee allegories, right? A comparison for every minute of Keith Lee in this segment. He, he was an ant in this one, and they—they they were small orcs. But <laughs> it really just is. I—I I, I tweeted this at our account at Wrestling underscore Brain, and I really do mean it. Was just my—I was mad in NXT at how little they understood what Keith Lee was. That or he's got to sell all over the place for Adam Cole and John Gargano and this sort of thing. And this match just accepts the opposite. And consider that he loses this match. Keith Lee is not on the winning team in this match, and yet he does. And people only walk away from tonight more. I don't know if more excited necessarily for Keith Lee's next uh, appearance, but certainly understanding that he is the man around town right now. And if anyone mm-hmm. else in the locker room, if, if he wants to listen to country and they want to listen to rap, it's going to be a hoedown in the locker room because that, that's who he is. He he's the, he's the man around town right now. And I think that's exactly how he needs to be established. He can be the hmm, 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 guy all he wants as long as in ring, he is uh, an unstoppable force. You got to have him beat like a big hoss next. Somebody you know not somebody super high up the card but then brian cage something like this show off that keith it's like oh this is a big guy no problem for me keith lee the biggest guy
1: i was about to say the same thing of like my only the only thing is like what it's all about is the next thing right we we can do the like keith Lee came out of nowhere and looked great um thing six times a year right every two months it's like oh man Keith, this is all they have to do, but it's like it, this is all they have to do, but they also have to follow it up, right? You're totally right in that they did make him look like the big man in town. They made him look like the guy nobody, nobody's going to want to step to coming out of this match. Does that actually become something is what the real test is here because um, it's blade pretty bare. And again, to your point, like Darby is, if you're going to have a guy make a big guy look like he is capable of like barehanded murder, Darby's the guy you put him in there with. Um, we'll see. I, I still have high hopes for the possibility of of him and swerve resolving in some way or being something like man six months ago eight months ago this was this was a a huge pillar of the show and it it just feels like the the fuse on it sort of didn't ever light you know it feels like it sort of fizzled out on the way there
0: i love these guys as a team i hope eventually keith turns heel and they regroup as a heel team because and, and the crowd loved it too. Because when he, Swerve, and this is a great moment in the match, and again, something that just it's no moves, it doesn't take anything besides thinking out a dynamic and putting people in interesting positions. When Swerve finally decides to make the save and tag himself in on Keith, people are like, Oh, Swerve's a bad guy, but he does want to win. Like everybody gets to have that moment collectively, the audience comes alive for it. And Swerve knows. Okay, I'm gonna play down that I'm a heel right now, and I'm gonna be the flowy all over the ring wrestler. I'm great at being. I'm gonna do a big baby face style hot tag here. I'm gonna save Keith, and it just feels awesome to see these guys together. He he tags him, then like jumps off his back and does an Inseguri. It's like, oh man, yeah, come on, let's go. Uh, I, I just liked everything everything that was uh, laid in front of me in this one. Now at the end, and I actually didn't like this. Because they were the tag team that miscommunications didn't matter. They were allowed to dislike each other and be off time. But it is a miscommunication that cost them this match. I forget actually what uh, Swerve Strickland hits Keith Lee with accidentally. But uh, he does. And that leaves Swerve in a state of shock. Rolled up. And up, down he goes. And he does pick up the loss here. But I thought a very, very fun match to open up Dynamite. Harkens back to the days where a tag match would just open up Dynamite that rolled. Wow, I love this backdrop. This is one of the best ones, don't you think, Zubes?
1: Uh Man, one by one, everyone that's come up, I've been like, "Oh, this is the best! This is the best thing I've seen yet." Um, they're awesome. They're all really awesome. Upi Burritos is amazing at this. Uh, the cards, it looks amazing.
0: <laughs>
1: you should also, uh, let the
0: people know a very exciting edition of Reddit said it coming up later, Zeubes. I know people It. Man, like Reddit you think the backgrounds
1: it. are good? You're gonna want to see Reddit said it for sure. <laughs>
0: you definitely are. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, Darby and Swerve.
0: I thought worth noting. You keep continue the Darby Swerve Seattle sort of thing, which will come up in this next segment.
1: Yeah, just to close off on this, um, it made me it made me wish that they were fighting a different team. Well, I wish like I I almost wish it was like Darby and somebody that was an Orange Cassidy, like Darby and somebody they could have pinned here, to continue getting. I just want more Keith and Swerve. I I really just think it. That dynamic works for me. It's different. Uh, they're so different. They're so talented. Um, and it gets both of them on the show versus like one of them scraping to get on there's so, they both get on and they and they feel huge um i really hope they they continue to tease us with this because it's to me it's a money maker to me it's a big it feels big those two together
0: anytime they whether it's a match or a force tag i think they will carry that electricity and not every ex-former tag team does a lot of them are just sort of a nod to each other and everybody understands that there's something there but it's not really played up to those guys won't be that they will they will always have a dynamic that i think the crowd is somewhat interested in and that's great Love this next segment here, uh, zoobs. As we go to uh, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, I'd imagine, to a barn or a garage that has a wrestling ring in it, and we get Darby Allen telling us the Nick Wayne story. And this, to me at least, zoobs, I don't think Darby Allen is a good enough actor to pull this off. I think Nick Wayne actually means a lot to him, and he was like, "Give me a video package to talk about this kid." Because he lays right in front of everybody that basically he was trained by Buddy Wayne. And when he was at Buddy Wayne's school, he always saw Nick as this really hot young prospect who was going to be great one day. And then somebody texts him that Buddy has died. Darby goes into a fit. He's punching his car. He's losing it. He says, I made a pact to myself that day that I was always going to watch over this kid and take him under my wing and make sure he always gets what he wants. And then they cut to him giving him his AEW contract, the one I think most people here have probably seen that clip. But if you haven't, he wins a match at Defy. I actually think against Swerve Strickland. And Scoots Brodo was at that match. You can correct me if you're here in the chat, Scoots. But I believe it's that. Darby offers him. It's like, when you turn 18, you can come to AEW. They show that clip. And then they talk about this relationship and this big brother, little brother. And they talk about how Nick Wayne is going to be arriving to dynamite. I thought this was really well done.
1: Super cool. As somebody like me who doesn't know, I know Nick Wayne has like a name that people put on the internet, but it doesn't right. have any weight attachment to me. Um, an incredible job of showing this to people like me. Um, something that AEW has done well, I think, is there's there's multiple very clear mentor um, mentee relationships, or like long term that they that they lean into, whether they are explicit or otherwise, you, you have things like, um, you know, Sting talking about Darby Allen. Now you have Darby Allen talking about Nick Wayne. That's sort of a cool like he has learned, he's picked up leadership, mm-hmm. and he's grown, and he's love that. You know, he's an enigma, and, and you, you can't even call him a loner anymore because he's not right. Like he hangs out with Sting, he hangs out with Nick Wayne. Like he's not a loner. CM he's Punk. just a different CM Punk, right? Like he's just a different um Guy, you have a lot of these relationships, and I think it it does go a long way. um Even the introduction of Wheeler Yuda with with mm-hmm. best friends, right? Right. Sort of like, you have people vouching for them when they come in, for lack of a better word. No, it is um, that. I
0: I actually like that framing a lot. Yeah,
1: and this is very blatant. Obviously, this is this is literally vouching for it. Um, but I thought really effective. Um, cool clips, and man like as a as a traditional sports fan this is what's all about 18 year olds debuting and and having no idea this is like having the mixtape and having the high school footage and like this is what being a fan of these companies is about and um i think it's it's a really good thing for you know the some of the concerns you can have about aew some of them well-founded some of them um just people getting mad for a reason horrible faith the the biggest optimism for me is like they have put in the work to make young stars right like Even if you think right now that it slipped, they are they've they put those guys in main put MJF in main events. They've put you know for better What's or worse, show? they're giving Junglebot Jungle Boy the shots. They're giving uh, Darby Allen the shots, and now they have an eighteen year old. Like it's it's smart. It's what you have to do if you really want to actually be a competitor. And um I'm hyped. I can't wait to see it.
0: As someone who does live in the Pacific Northwest, I've seen a bunch of Nick Wayne in person, and uh, very excited to see how he how he does in AEW. And yeah, I think he's very good um one of the like unbelievable raw talents like one of those guys where it's it's like wow when he's 25 what will that be like that's it's it's crazy to consider sort of thing yeah tony schiavone is backstage with the jungle man hollywood Jack perry has got the sunglasses on he's a bad boy zooms this guy jack perry (laughs) bad seed Uh, he he starts talking and by bad boy i meant sorry sorry Bad talker. Oh, bad at talking, boy. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I that's on me. That's sorry, I misread the uh, the book I always wrote bigger, the cue cards right. Yeah,
1: you had actually written boy, he's bad. Not yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Keep up in the jungle. It's <laughs> it's not for me exactly what he's doing, but luckily he's cut off pretty quickly here by Hook, who attacks him on site. I thought this was cool. I gotta say, Hook, the way to beat somebody up, not into their car that has their driver in the front seat. Cause then you saw what happens. You beat him up in the car. He just hits the gas. You're-
1: That's right. I mean, if you're lucky, other, other, the other way is the guy gets out of the 9 well, or 2 sure. on 1. But,
0: but, hits yeah. reverse and gives you the old how she going in the car.
1: Yeah, little elbow at the window. But yes, your point taken.
0: Uh, this feud continues.
1: Uh, yeah, not not super for me either. I don't want, I want to put out an early distant warning here that we're not going to do the thing where it's like, um actually jungle boy is so bad at being a heel that it's oh. making him a good heel we're not doing no, that, no, no, that, no, no, that no. that's not happening we're not going to do that <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> yeah you think that's happening
1: i know no, we're not no, we're anywhere we're not near there yet but i'm telling you two three weeks your first people will be like actually it's brilliant that's what that's what's gonna happen mark, my, Lord, words. mark not, my words there will be people i know that i they will, know there will it won't be i'm that's why I'm nipping it in the bud week two. We're not going to let that happen. Count us out. Exactly right. Exactly right.
0: I am so hungry and Matt's eating, and I'm just like, I I never, I've never been hungrier. It's, it's mind blowing. This is like when I found out that you don't drink water during the show, though. We both have like stamina. I've
1: been drinking, I drink water during this first
0: half of this one. Right. I should, I should say, but you don't need, I, I go through like three bottles of water during yes, the show. I'm a it's, the day. It's, it's the end of my day. It's the end of my day. Right. That does make a difference, too. This is fun. We get the Adam Cole, MJF workout. They're at the gym together. MJF arrives. He's waiting for the camera crew. He's like, hey, where's Adam Cole? Maybe he doesn't want to do this. Uh, Adam Cole does want to do this. He's been inside doing cardio for an hour, Zooms. MJF will skip to cardio. That's a nice little uh, late joke to a guy who's gotten extremely jacked in the last little while. Max goes, okay, you're going to spot me. Gets under for a big press. Does it. Their buddy, buddy. He wants them all to wear the t-shirt. He's hyping up Adam Cole. They do a fun sort of uh gimmick shot of Adam Cole. MJF does a lift and then he's like, oh, do you want me to take some weights off? You know, mine's pretty heavy. And Cole's like, no, no, I got it. Cole goes underneath and they just zoom in on him where presumably they have two extras on the side doing the press and Cole does it a bunch. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Be- people, I've had people be like, oh, you only want only serious things in wrestling. It's like, that's not true at all. Like, I think stuff like this is funny and charming and it's making me like both guys more. You just need good people doing it.
1: You had pointed out uh, at the last MJF crooning segment how like secretly lucky that we don't even great. realize is that like he has a whole he has this incredible heel persona. He's incredible on the mic. He can cut promos any direction you want him to go. He can be over. He can be a, he can get booed. He can get any direction like he can get tears. Anything you want. And he also happens to be a, a like a a great lounge singer. And he also happens to have like a really. Um, classic idea of like what comedy and wrestling is um and he's very good at it like as, as you said like people think you don't like this stuff it's because a lot of this stuff is not executed well and is not good and this is not that yeah. like this is this is really well done i, I i'm i fine with this on the show every week and uh have you seen that he had called into adam cole's twitch stream twice in the last I week did as see well?
0: that clip yeah oh i didn't know twice i i only not <laughs> see the right. one where he's like uh I keep, I want to keep my wrestling life and gaming life separate. And he's like, Oh, but maybe we can hit that double clothesline. He's like, all right, Max, I'll talk to you later. That's funny. And it's so good when they
1: do like, it's, it's so funny. Like when they do hit the double clothesline, people are going to go nuts. Oh um, yeah.
0: It's incredible. Uh, he's
1: very talented, man. He really is a special, I think it's important. You know, sometimes we get with the title reign, you get lost and like, okay, what's he doing next? Okay. What's he doing next? Yeah. It is important to have these little pit stops. And as much shit as we give Adam Cole, he is sort of pretty good for this where it's like he's fantastic. a month a month and a half of like he doesn't have to go out there and, and work raid and work an hour against Daniel saying he doesn't have to go out there and like burn the house down. He has to go out there and show the other things that he's great at, which is being funny, being personable, being a guy you can have on TV in any situation. Uh, he gets, gets him on TV doing stuff and being creative. And that's when he's at his best. So high marks on this for me.
0: Totally agree uh he keeps making fat jokes about puff who is uh yes. you've rated us we've rated him friend of the friend of the, the channel. channel puff yeah sure and uh and adam that cuts him off he's like all right man like what are we doing here he's just like and mjf is being sort of facey here he's like an annoying like ah what's like you've had friends like this before and i don't know it's just they're bringing out really good stuff of each other like you pointed out it's a nice holdover for mjf where he doesn't have an immediate title program uh i like everything going on with these guys
1: yeah, it adds, it sort of adds to the tag team tournament in a, in a weird way too. Cause like MJF's taking it very seriously, obviously.
0: Big time. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass are here to take on Triple B, the Bollywood Boys and the Blade. Now, of course, much like Nick Wayne, the Bollywood Boys are PNW wrestlers, guys I have seen. I mean, I've seen Nick Wayne probably five times. I've seen the Bollywood Boys dozens of times. Uh, so very familiar with the Bollywood boys as they're here for the acclaimed who are out. Edmonton does love the acclaimed. Anthony Bones correctly points this out. Massive reception for these guys. But before I get into the match suits, I'm going to do our first of three keep it or kick tonight. You you don't mind that, do you? I can't wait. Every new segment this week is uh, is scintillating to anticipate what it might look and sound like. What could it look and sound like? Only one way to find out. That's, of course, to play it. Keep it or kick it. The segment where I pull a prompt from my wrestling brain. I go to you, the Zoobs, and you, the Brainiacs, in the chat. And you must tell me if you like that prompt, you love that prompt, you want some more of that prompt, or you hate the prompt, despise the prompt, never want to see it again via the emote bar where the keep and kick emotes live. It's going to be a lot of fun. Buckle up. Very simple one to kick us off tonight, Zoobs. Keep it or kick it. This prompt. Daddy ass. Billy Gunn
2: wrestling <laughs>
1: I knew it was gonna look awesome. Was that
0: song not played twice? Am I no?
1: Sometimes it does. This time it's fine. We keep the kicks, continue rolling when we when we talk about it. There it is. It's a double loop. Yeah.
0: Really
1: great, man it of course looks incredible thanks to the burritos i'm glad you asked this this was was my continued listen i've been bang i was the Uh, once again first first in the door on this on this one is like whoa this is a lot of daddy ass why are they a trios team now what what are we what are we doing hair and why
0: what are we doing hair taking on a
1: tag team plus an extra guy what are we like what's happening
0: it's just not a desired matchup for them versus House of Black for me at all either. It's like Ooh. oh the big Brody King Billy Gunn face off. Spare me, man. I don't understand. I don't understand. What are the people it's saying those zoobs?
1: What were what the people saying? This is why I didn't. You know so this again. Tried to tell you this is this is the trios curse. Is now we have a weird fake trios division. Always what it it's is. Full of tag teams plus a guy. Uh, do not want. Do not want we have we already we've already seen it and and nobody is out there being like we gotta have the of the trios champs. Oh, that's why We did great. see it. You're right, soups I, I forgot about that. It's in the, we've in the, seen the that chat picked that up. Anyway, lest we uh digress here. Let's go to the chat and see what they have to say. Danny Rosha keep fruits are edible, kick, steak of buns, keep Gritchy, keep. Torque Penderloin, and Nibwitzel five, kick, so it's even for the first six or so. Irish, Mac, 21, keep, and then here come the kick. Sludge, Williams, Sever, one, I am Ahab, Jay, Iggs, Bobby, Burritos, McVander, huge, Dark Lord, D.K.L., Sam Fells, Corvax, 1266, and Qui-Gon. Gin and Juice make it, I think that's double digits right there, in a row. Four more keeps, try to get it back on the other side. Then a sturdy work, pace, foul. Truly McGinnis and Cadenza saying, we don't mind some daddy ass, but I'm going to say that is 6535
0: in favor of the
1: kicks. Here come the kicks. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't know what we're doing here. Have a tag match. What are we doing? Who are we, who are we protecting by not making this a tag match? People like people want to see the acclaimed and then local, and then the other guys are locals. So there's the explanation as to why it's on TV. I don't know what, I don't know what the extra two guys is here. What I'm supposed to what I'm supposed to be buying here is that this is a trios division jump for them. They're they're building their way up in the trios division. Makes no
0: sense. Uh, Irish Mac Twenty One. The prompt was Daddy Ass Wrestling. Was Daddy was Ass Wrestling? Wrestling. Wrestling. Um, but yeah, I, I that's why I'd be too. zoobs. I not interested. And he's getting like such big shine in the matches. He's like a focus of them. It's so weird. And it's not awful. I don't hate it. But it's just, I don't understand it. The match was fine here. Um, Of course, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass do win. And there's a QTV interruption. It's Holly Cameron. And she's challenging the Acclaimed. Because she is claiming to be the best musician on the roster.
1: Boy, this... They're all lucky that Matty Mac or Manny that Manny Prince doesn't work there. I'll tell you that much. Besides Matt account. Prince, I guess
0: they can have a, a title shot of some kind. Are you going to match with Anthony Bowens and Get, and Max I mean, Caster it'd, at least? Be, it'd be a wash.
1: It'd be a wash. a would my the be? Oh man, I don't even know. One of your
0: songs, if it's a one of your single,
1: songs, album. yeah, whichever one of your Maybe songs. Funeral.
0: You... <laughs> Which because it'd be theirs. I mean, if, I'm not even joking. Strip if if they were like, he has a day to prepare, and it's yeah. who could do the better rap. I'd be like Matt. That I take that like <laughs> any realm of music, but maybe we'll see uh, Holly Cameron because because they, they they've got to face her on Friday. They've got to talk to her on Friday. I thought the break yeah, looks cool.
1: Yeah, we yeah that's that's standard. But I don't yeah I don't know what the rest of this was trying to. My wife asked what was going on, and I was like, I frankly don't know. I watch <laughs> the show every week. I have no idea what we're talking about here. QTV secretary or somebody who works at QTV. It's like. I'm the better musician on the show
0: awesome. yep. it's always then when somebody's gonna walk in right of, of course yeah it's the only it's, time she'll put her shouldn't watch him laugh. from omega and uh willer the main no it's like yeah. oh who's the who's the lady on tv oh yeah you like this wrestling yeah it's like this, oh no no like
1: this is good to you i was like ah it's, it's like truly no, not <laughs>
0: Watch the show later, Melissa. I promise I'm not making it up. Josh is, is going to this. it better
1: if I'm angry that this is on? Is it a better look on me for you? Because
2: <laughs> you could do that. Yeah, I could be angry about it, too. Yeah, this is horrible. It's not, this
1: not prettier. Morning. It's not prettier for me to sit here and be like, this sucks. Um, and still watch it.
0: Good use of TV time here, though, as we get a quick highlight package of Eddie Kingston in last night's Night 2 New Japan Independence Day event, where he took on Kenta for the New Japan Strong Men's title. And won at Zoob's, and they showed the the moves and the win, and him doing the, again, shout out to Bobby Burritos, pointed this out to me, I didn't even notice. He used uh Kiritawe's finisher, uh, super finisher, to get the win. A great nod to All Japan in New Japan. And I got to tell you, Eddie Kingston fits in there like a glove. I'm very excited to see his journey through the G1 as he holds that title and the very emotive press conference uh promo after i thought it was just wonderful stuff the the sort of thing you and i love freddy and i love that they made time for this on the show to show people
1: it would actually i was thinking this it would actually be so funny if you know if our desire is for eddie to be on the national television program every week at the very top i think or something akin Absolutely. to that it, it, i was thinking of that, like it would actually be so funny to me if like in reality what eddie has done is like parlayed two years of the television show to his actual dream, which is winning titles in Japan and be, and be like, this was the actual end game for me being on American television was not the end game with me. homicide,
0: mind you, like one of his yeah. best
1: friends by his side. Yeah, it would be cool. I'd be happy for him. Um, I'm thrilled for him. How can I not be fucking thrilled for him? Someone, somewhere put a title belt on any Kingston. Somebody woke up and was like, I'm gonna do the most obvious thing in the world today <laughs> and give Eddie Kingston a title and a reason to feel good. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Dirt sheets are
0: saying he did it for CM Punk beating up Kenta. He did it for CM Punk. <laughs> That's what I heard.
1: That's the source. Of sources. We you parlayed. Start, you want to really, really jump the Patreon off? That's what you got to start doing. Like yeah. Writing, writing it's that so is true. just a text post on your on your Patreon and being it's like, "So true." It's sickening. <laughs> I would never stoop to that. Uh, just get them in the door with that. Get them in the door with that. No, and I was want to say
0: under my name. I would definitely under oh, a pseudonym.
1: Yeah, name. for please. sure. Breaking in. Say we Come hired on. somebody.
0: Mr. Wrestling Genius.
1: Say we hired somebody. I mean, Maybe yeah, the, the site's called Wrestling Brain. I don't think calling the character Mr. Wrestling Genius is like so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then really smart people can figure it out. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi,
0: Midge. Midge is purred like a son of a gun. She hasn't been on the show in a little bit. She's so old now. Hi, Midge. You're loving it. Says hi to everybody, I guess. Oh, uh, this p- transitions right into Mox, giving a really compelling promo about Eddie, I thought, here. Eddie, why are you mad? What is there to complain about? Drink it in for one moment in your life. We both made it out. We achieved all of our dreams. There's no reason to be anchored to the past. Eddie, answer your phone. Or give me, what is it? Sorry, He's Eddie, the phone. answer your phone. This is... These are two friends at the middle of this whole thing, right? And, and and this is a great reminder. We've had Eddie remind us in the match where he saves Mox, and in the initial promo where he says his problems with Claudio. But I, I thought uh, great stuff by here. Mox one one notch down from leading BCC pace and back and forth. Mox, this is mad, but also concerned for his friend Mox. Uh, fantastic.
1: What show gives you this? What show treats you with the respect to let the characters have relationships like this? That not it.
0: Not any, not even outside of wrestling. Everything's some super obvious tropey, you know, from a mile away, what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen with Mox and Eddie. Th- those guys might be the best pairing in AEW in any form, together, opposite. Fantastic. Carried
1: a lot of time. they carried a lot of time I think when you put it that way.
0: Blood and guts, two Wednesdays from now, Zubes on the 19th. That's exciting. Wow. And uh, yeah, they just give us a nice graphic for it here, showing everybody off in it. Good stuff. I'm excited for Blood and Guts. I really enjoyed it last year more than I, like I liked they, it more than yeah. I thought I was going to last year.
1: I like when the weeklies are uh, are uh, you know named and important, and uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I haven't said this on the show yet, but I think they've gotten done what? away with that. Besides Blood and Guts, yes. and um, Winter is coming. Like remember last year how many there were?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like every like third the- dynamite, what? sometimes two dynamites in a row. They're one. They're one or two a month for sure. Yeah um
0: but no longer Eddie's not picking up his phone in Japan think about how expensive that would yeah, be Yeah, the middle of the night. Sort of it. it's
1: the middle of the night. Mox. why don't you why don't you call when it's nighttime for you? Think about it would be morning for him.
0: That's more thoughtful. That's why the Zoobs is a good friend. You can see where the brain boom right there. Uh Bobby Rito saying <laughs> wait, Mr. America was Hogan? Yeah, that that's me is mr wrestling genius. <laughs> gray hair coming out of a mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly me. Glasses over the mask. Tattoos showing. Yeah, this, the Portuguese tattoo is clear. <laughs> uh, let me hear Can, can you roll your arms, Mr. Wrestling? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, now Midge wants down. Uh, Zoos, maybe you can bring us into this next segment here. It's the Wrestle Ants, RJ City and Renee uh, Paquette, former co-worker of the Zoobs. And they draw Matt Hardy's partner for the blind tag tournament. It's Jeff Hardy. Or sorry, it's not Jeff Hardy. They tease no, Oh, it's Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jarrett. Double J and Matt Hardy. Your thoughts, Sue.
1: Man, they are slow playing this. They have this, they're carrying this drum full of names everywhere they go and drawing them two a
0: day. <laughs> Holy cow. That's true. That <laughs> is
1: crazy. That's that's insane. The 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 layers of security I'm sure it takes to make sure the names don't get mixed up and whatnot. And all, the amount of, by the way, the, the pure amount of names that are in there. How big is this tournament? There's like, there's like 25 names left in that bin, or are they just draw the names hardest until way they, possible. <laughs> they're just drawing names. So they fill the bracket and everybody else is just not in the tournament. Not anyway. The tournament. Um, yeah. I mean, boy, I think the ultimate, like your mileage may vary team of, of Matt Hardy and Jeff Jarrett. There are people I bet that are like, Ironically excited, unironically excited, unironically unexcited, and ironically unexcited about this. It's It runs the whole gamut. Um, not for me, thanks. But uh, there you go. Wasn't looking for like a Matt Hardy, Jeff Jarrett side story. You know, because like the, the temperature on Jeff Jarrett, well established on your end. Don't even need to say anything. Mine varied a little bit more than I, I was like... You know, uh, if he's like causing enough frustration that it has an impact, sure, nothing is lower than feuding with Matt Hardy <laughs> on this show. No offense to Matt, we love Matt, they come by here every so often, but like it's a pretty clear signifier of like the bottom rung of being on dynamite. There's yeah, rungs below right. it, but but Which people is still that are involved high in
0: the sphere of dynamite, but or of aw, but
1: that's not where I need uh, Jeff Jarrett should not be on the show then if he's going to be feuding with Matt Hardy, I, there's lots of other people.
0: Jeff you should not be on. I think you got it right there.
1: They're not feuding with, tagging with. Goodness gracious. Great. tagging I, with, not even feuding with. Holy.
0: I want to get Tony Khan to come over one afternoon. Get him whatever, you know, The, the whatever's going in his body when he starts getting his good ideas going on. Uh, he has some of that. I give him a joint maybe. Barbecue a little. Hey, Tony, how you doing? This kind of thing. Sit him down. And then I want to show him the old K1 kickboxing tournaments and how they did their pairings off. Because I feel like if he saw it, he would go, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Unblinkingly. And because they're magnificent. And I just feel like the announcements, for they, they couldn't have done it weirder. It's just been so weird. The pacing is weird. And so the, the Darby and Orange don't feel like a blind team. And there's another yes. one that I can't think of that doesn't feel like a blind team.
1: JS gets paired up together or something yes
0: yeah yeah garcia and in gravar I mean, yeah and you can even say that about serving your glory if you wanted to even though i like that one but it's like are they what's going on but a little presentation and you know okay this week we're gonna announce the first bracket all four people we're gonna draw four names okay they're all on stage there's the four guys now we're gonna draw everybody hold a color whatever color you're on you go stand that's your teammate there's the first parent there's ways of doing this the next week on dynamite like wow we're gonna see those four guys odd couple pair off i've seen the face-to-face no physicality there's ways that you'd be sized for this and instead it's just like oh are there more matchups what's going on here
1: how big is the bracket how many team like i don't know i don't really know what's going on with this with this bracket at all which is a shame because like is again true. this it's also the root of like what some of the best stuff on the show is right it's like it's also the root of the mjf adam cole yeah, thing for sure so, so how much I are? don't know.
2: Got a what couple. Uh, wrestle
0: ants. Sorry, Matt.
2: You got a couple uh, good entries into the uh, name of the team of uh, oh, Matt okay. Hardy and Jeff Jarrett <clears throat> in the chat here. Uh, we got uh, Delete the Breewoo from Flats 3 and uh, Nuts of Slap from Fruits Are Edible. So, in the chat, <laughs> if you've got any other good ones like that, always good to brainstorm with the Brainiacs. Yes.
0: Um, what do you what do you think? It was named Wrestle Ants
2: for RJ City and and
0: and Renee and Wrestle Ants. Uh, yeah, I mean it's
2: it's a self thing, right?
1: They name that. <laughs> yeah. I suppose they give off that energy to, when paired together. Renee is so eclectic in fitting into whatever scenario she's in that I wouldn't put it as like her overall appeal, but probably when teaming with RJ, she does give off that energy. Ants wrestle. I mean, it's not supposed to be like a, you know, they got a t shirt. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I thought maybe they're wrestling the insect, but I think that's a, that's a Shakara thing, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you absolutely. Yeah, you're Green <laughs> Ant, Soldier <laughs>
0: Ant, all the ants. Wow, Zooms. I thought they were wrestling <laughs> the insect. Wasn't that a Shakara thing? Let's turn the show off. <laughs> I hope people appreciate that. What a joke. You think, oh, yeah. I gotta go. And <laughs> by that here we go. Let's get back to dynamite zoos, uh, which kicks us back to Chris Jericho in ring. And this crowd, this is a good time to do what he was going to do, because this crowd was ready to love Chris Jericho. He comes in a jacket very reminiscent of the Y2J era, very sparkly. I think it's like glass reflection made of plastic he's got all over it. Very flashy rock star jacket. We all know this Chris Jericho. He says he's happy to be back but it's been a sweet man because he's been on a losing streak lately. Chris Jericho <laughs> has, and it makes him sad to return and be in front of these people. When he was training in Stu Hart's dungeon, when he uh, was tagging uh, with Lance storm, were they actually booing Lance or Stu Hart or were they going they were, to he said,
1: he said Calgary, I think is what happened there. he said he was, he was training right. with, with Stu Hart in, in Calgary and, in Edmonton and Calgary don't like each other. That's what I assumed Got that it. was.
2: That's another city. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We hate them at hockey. So fuck to you. Um, he's lost a lot
0: lately. And he, but th- this last week he drove to Edmonton through all these small Albertan cities, zoobs. And he lists them all off getting small pops all over the audience. Very baby face, like popcorn reactions all over the place for drum heller and the like, but then don Callis is out. One of the most over guys in this entire company. Edmonton hates him. Everywhere hates him, but Edmonton hates him just as much as anybody else. Uh, our friend Marlon <laughs> was in Arena. He's like, I can't hear a word that Don is saying. Like, I haven't heard anything of this promo since he came out. And that was my, my experience also when he came out in uh, in Toronto and did for CM Punk. So yep. bringing new levels of heat to this company. I tweeted out over on our Blue Sky account. If you're a Blue Sky uh, user, give us a follow at Wrestling Brain over there. Since, since I sent out exclusives over there. I don't do... Oh, <laughs> you know, it's the same That's thing right. both. Exclusive content there. Don Kyle's Callis is out. He couldn't be getting booed any harder. And he offers Chris Jericho a chance to join the Callis family. Chris Jericho only has one word for him as an answer. He's the guy who builds factions generally. But will he join yours? Maybe. What did you think of the segment Zoobs, their performances? And do you think Chris Jericho should join Don Callis's family?
1: uh it was okay. I mean listen jericho, it's 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 great to see him sort of you recognize he can very quickly get whatever sort of reaction he needs to get where where he is. like it was, it was like he needs to sort of get a quick baby face reaction and and got there really easily really quickly, um especially with how the other way callous is, sort of like making sure that you're setting that up when it happens. you're both to the, to the extreme as you possibly could. I probably wouldn't throw him in there. I don't know what utility he really has. As a like extra guy in a faction, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me on paper. I've been wrong before. Um, but I uh I, I would not want him in the faction. But in terms of like, man, Callis is I mean, geez, you put him any you he's unbelievable right now. The the nuclear, unbelievable piping hot heat he has is like uncomparable to anybody like I can even think of. So um, you know, in terms of that end of the of the segment, I thought it was great.
0: And all from a guy who has this giant scar on his forehead that after that you'd think he'd be running like a baby face I've been beat down by the BCC, like, sort of fiery thing. Nope. Wants to keep running, being the most hated guy on Earth. It's it's really fantastic stuff. I am i don't think they're going to do it for the record, but I actually think the combo of Don and Chris Jericho for Takeshita can be pretty interesting. And there there might be something there, but I don't think they're going to do it, so it doesn't matter all that much, I suppose. Yeah, it just feels like
1: a lot of, like, Uh, these fingerprints don't have to be on absolutely everything. I think, I think Takeshda
0: and Dawn alone enough is probably pretty powerful. Zoobs, I hope you'll attest here that I try to keep hyperbole kind of limited for how I use it on the show. I I don't, I try to not use best this ever. Most this, that I try to describe things on their own terms rather than comparing in the the grandest scale possible. However, I got to tell you. I, I was, I was very excited about basically nothing in this deck segment as my <laughs> highlight of the show, uh, the CM Punk Samoa Joe video package promoing their fourth singles encounter on collision this Saturday night was fantastic as CM Punk compares Samoa Joe to a mountain that he's never been able to climb that he has wins over some of the biggest names ever in pro wrestling, which is true. Like run up and down your legends, uh, gauntlet. Punk's been in there with them all. And Samoa Joe's a guy they're ignoring that Punk did pin him in an elimination match once uh, in a four way, but uh, was it a tag? I don't remember. It might have been an elimination tag, but Punk has pinned him, but only not for like a win in a singles match. Joe's this unstoppable force that he's never been able to do, but he's going to make it all right this Saturday. Samoa Joe, the, the greatest brevity speaker this side of Don Morocco, just says, Punk, you've never been better than me. And this Saturday, or no, sorry, says Punker. Punker, you've never been better than me. And this Saturday, nothing changes. Sell me into the damn building, man. <laughs>
2: it's a big weekend. Go.
1: Crazy. Yeah.
0: I am. Uh, I am sad. I would definitely be doing a review uh, post Collision this Saturday. Except, and Maddie, if you could get that N E W graphic handy, I would appreciate it. Uh, this Saturday night, zoobs. Instead of watching Collision. I will be doing commentary for local pro wrestling. If you are in the Pacific Northwest, Vancouver, Seattle area, please consider spending your Saturday night at N.E.W. downtown Vancouver, beautiful area, Granville street, uh, right downtown. I will be on the commentary call, uh, calling are uh, the only wrestler we sponsor, Mr. Ferguson, the uh, new, new, Japan, recent heavyweight, El Phantasmo, uh, former ROH champion, Jonathan Gresham. There's people all over the Shazam McKenzie, Taron from accounting lots of names that, uh, you know, on this card, and I will be on commentary. So if you can make it out, please come by. Come say hi during uh, the the intermission. You can meet my parents. Wow. Which, uh, that's a big draw. A couple of my friends are coming. They're excited to see Nance and Mark again. There it is. What a beautiful place. Right in the top center. there's Sebastian Wolf. He was on Dynamite tonight. One of the people uh, bringing out that Adam Cole cake in the birthday segment. So uh, we'll get to that in <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, true. That's cool.
1: That's exciting, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to
0: hearing all about it. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm I don't I'm not dreaming to be in Mr. Commentary or anything with like calling a Fergie match and like having this one night. I think it's gonna be very, very fun. And who yeah. knows, we we sponsor him. So there's if he if he needs any help, I'm not I'm already I'll go hands up, chin down. I see anything going south. There's uh anything could happen.
1: The business is all about.
0: Let's get to our second of the, Oh, my parents are in the chat. Yeah. Mom John and Brock and Derek and Gisborne are very excited to see you. Uh, and tell dad I say him too. And uh, here we go. Let's get to our second of three Keep It or Kick It" this evening, Zoobs. Very, very interested to hear from you on this one, Zoobs, and the Brainiacs in the chat. As we get this Saturday Night on Collision, Punk Joe 4, Keep It or Kick It. This say, statement, Samoa Joe is beating CM Punk on Saturday. Keep it or Kick It. Keep it or Kick It. Keep it, okay, okay, keep it, okay,
2: give. Give it okay, keep it, keep okay,
0: it, keep okay, okay, keep What are they saying, Zoobs?
1: Josh, for a nice clean in,
0: give me the keeper kick. I'll run through them. Keep it or kick it. This Saturday night, Samoa Joe is beating CM Punk.
1: Cadenza starts us off with a kick. Martin... Martin, pardon me. Marlon Phillips with <laughs> with a kick. Uh, Sam Fells with a keep. Steak of Buns with a kick. Tor Penderloin with a kick. So it's 4-1. A keep from Irish Mac 21. A kick from Dennis Dirty Work. A kick from Charlie McGinnis. A keep from Pace Fell. A kick from Bobby Burritos and Deemer 316. A keep from Gritchie. And kicks from Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice and c Sup. I'm going to say 70%, 75% are joining uh, Team Kick here.
0: Now where would you be on this one, Zeus
1: I think CM Punk is is winning this weekend. Yeah, I think I think uh although although, you know, although is he winning the tournament? Is he going to win the Owen? Is that what we're saying here? Basically, right? I think He's, if you're
0: kicking this, you are saying that probably.
1: And is that Punk's return thing? Is he wins the Owen Hart? Is that really is that really? It is, but is it, right? Try booing this, he says mm-hmm winning the Owen
0: so in o- Calgary so it's still curious just garbage getting thrown at him
1: so it's curious um Joe has interested me enough for there to be a to be a should he even um I think I still think Sam Punk's going to win I think that's I think that's
0: where do you where do you land on this I think Punk's losing I think Joe's winning beautiful it would be beautiful if he did I think that Punk's first loss Is really important, and if you want to save that for the elite, who I do think you should lose to at whatever the final blow off of that feud is, I think it should be the elite beating CM Punk. If you want to save that, I get it. However, I think getting it out of the way—it's not like the elite win every match either. That feud; those guys go on losing streaks, and when they encounter each other, it's going to be the hottest thing in the world. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too big of a mark for that uh, feud and program, but. I hope the shit goes an hour on Saturday. If they got to do an hour draw, like their first match, I see no problem with that. But be- I can't watch it live. I'll, uh, I would uh, absolutely. Will you go to your way to catch this one, Zeus? I know you don't watch a ton of Collision. Do you think Punk Joe does that get you there? Yeah, probably. That's pretty cool. That's a, that sounds
1: that sounds like a pay per view match, right? We I had originally booked that as like you could make that the ROH main event. So I think that's worth tuning into for sure. That's 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 different than Punk against Kojima. That's different than Punk in a six man. Um, that's big time.
0: Irish Mac 21 positing. Joe wins the Owen on collision, cementing him as the king of television. He is the king of television. He
1: is the king of television. That's true.
0: We will be in the building hootering and hollering, says Cadenza. That's right. Lots of brainiacs it's going to be at the Calgary uh,
2: cool.
0: episode of Dynamite. A lot, tons of people. And it's not, sorry, it's collision and battle of the belts, a three-hour thing. We might oh, do a post-show for that. Wow. Joe gets me there alone, says baseball, and then you add Punk to the mix. Love that. What a feud this is. Still relevant 20 years later. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I mean, golly. And, and you know the match is going to be good. Which how many guys, it's like, oh, 20 years later, you could still be good. You have to be do it when yeah. you're young. Anyway, here I am doing exactly what I don't want to do, making 15 minutes out of a one-minute video package. But alas, this was fantastic to me. <laughs> and what, here's listen. what I have to talk about next. Uh, doctors backstage with Roderick Strong. Says, Ah, oh, you're not ready, pal. And Roderick. In a performance that I would call sub-commercial-worthy, goes, "I feel amazing." Uh, th- <laughs> this is his pushback to the doctor, who's like, "Oh man, you can't wrestle." He's like, "I feel amazing." I feel amazing. <laughs> Mine was closer. The rare repression I got better than that. There it was. I'm uh, running strong. <laughs> Very listless. He feels amazing. Adam Cole comes back and he's like, Oh no, Roddy, are you okay?
1: Sounds like Casey Kasem, your Roderick. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's American Topic. It's
1: Roderick Strug.
2: (laughs) It's Roderick Strug, Scoops. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. Golly. Feels amazing. Uh, Adam Cole comes back to check on him. That's a nice little good friend. But uh, Roddy is worried about Cole. He says, Hey, man. What's going on with you and MJF? And Cole makes sure to assuade him. Hey, all, all is well, man. Don't don't you worry. I'm not falling for anything. Oh, but I did. Oh, I got a text. The guy's always texting me. And he seems seems like he's sort of warming up and getting a little chummy
1: with his he is, I'd be like, Well, he is way cooler than you. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm getting you,
0: yeah.
1: He's you're in
0: he the program with the world champion.
1: He's not the stupidest, fucking lamest guy in the roster. So he's got that going for him. But yeah. Crazy
0: town. But here they are as a tag team, and it needs to be said, first of all, Butcher and Daddy Magic. That's a tag team made by this channel. You couldn't convince me otherwise. We did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Secondly, Cole and MJF's entrance together is electric. It is so fantastic. MJF comes out. Bah, bah, nah, nah, nah. He's like, hey, cut my music. Cut my music. This guy. I love this entrance. Like, he is stoked to see Cole. And he has, like, companion pieces to all of the boom stuff. He knows what the boom is and stands in front of him. He's, like, super into Cole's entrance. Uh, I, I really thought this entrance was a hoot to watch. Like, genuinely, just a great touch by MJF, who does have the Midas touch for, like, adding, sprinkling, all these sorts of things. I thought the entrance was great here.
1: And I, I, do, I something I, I think I recognized throughout the course of tonight that I really do like about the MJF character is like, he really wants to win, right? Like that's the, part of the reason he's so buddy, but Cole is like, he wants to win the tournament. He's not, he's not like, oh, I'm the champ. I don't really care what happens here. I'm, you know, jack off motion. We lose in the first round because I get DQ. doesn't really matter to me. He, he wants to win with Adam Cole. And then the moment the tournament's over, he'll turn on him. But like yeah. up until that point, it's, it's legitimate. He legitimately wants to form a relationship so they can be a better team, so they can win. I think that's a great consistency um to him of like we are so used to the cowardly heel that doesn't want to fight and the cowardly heel that runs away from everything like he's the superiority heel that winning is the thing that's driving him it's so refre- like it, it, it really seems is. so obvious but it's literally no. just so refreshing of like winning is his is his entire motivation and like i don't think it is that obvious i, I think it's it, a great it, show. it it makes a ton of sense um i'm really pleased with it we went over this earlier with with the thing but like he is such a good um, I said it before in his heel promos and in his big promos with punk and his promos with everybody he's faced, he does his homework so well. Like he just doesn't get caught up not knowing what things will be or how they get received or what's next or how to fit in. Um, he's, a, right. he's brilliant at this. So You can tell he does his homework and that he cares, uh, about the work and like, as much as he is, you know, you, you, you'll give like, he's a, a unique singular talent that is like, he's so skilled, at all these different things. It's also very clear that he does a ton of homework with this stuff and oh, that's wow. the part of it that I, you would want to show to other wrestlers and be like it actually isn't just that he's very talented it's like he's very talented and he clearly puts the time in to know what to do to how things can be their best and that's what i
0: appreciate about what he does so well really well said Subs, as always uh shout out to the butcher and daddy magic who are like the promise of what these blind tag teams should be. This does feel like a team out of nowhere, two guys who are tag team wrestlers put together. You could even say they're the A side and B side. I kind of think maybe, maybe Butcher is the A side of Butcher and Blade, but positionally yeah, sort of feels like the, well, anyway, whatever that is, they're a fun, odd couple pairing that you wouldn't normally get. I thought daddy magic is electric. Uh, uh, during this match, he's not like an amazing wrestler, but he's genuinely entertaining and very into it when he's selling and over the top in ways that I still like, sort of reminiscent of Kyle O'Reilly in some ways. Like it is comedic, but it's still good. It's not silly or incredibly over the top. So, liked this match. Of course, the win never really was in doubt cole and mjf do hug post match and then cole's sort of like okay okay get off me and then mjf's <laughs> like no no get me some mics here we go and then really we got a big <laughs> promo segment here between the two of them where it starts out with any devil Willershippers in the house and people of course come alive for mjf he gets a lot of babyface energy here being paired with cole who people like already and they do like the pairing he starts doing the dance monkey dance thing for adam cole where he's like and I'm here with this guy. Oh, you're gonna love his name. He's got a really over name. Come on, do the thing. Do the thing. Adam Cole relentingly does do. Oh, Adam Cole he can't baby. help
1: himself. He has to do it. I love it. Like he's so he, he's so good. He he is playing to the actual vanity of like the 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 KFA vanity of Adam Cole. It's brilliant.
0: This guy is a heel world champion. Couldn't stop doing it over in NXT. You think it has a baby face at a tag tournament? He's a kill call. You, you tell that guy, hey, Adam, do you like, oh, he's got his hands in the air before you said, oh, i was going to ask for some water, man. Take a photo of Britain. <laughs> um, hey, you know what this weekend is, buddy? It's your birthday. And now it becomes the Adam Cole birthday celebration. That MJF is planned for him. Party hats come out, uh, birthday cake, little bag streamers. This sort of big streamer explosion. And MJF with his beautiful voice that you mentioned before, zooms, and he doesn't use it a lot, which is the best thing. His character's not a singer. He's not. He's not going to be reduced to Rusev Day. He once a year he reminds everyone what's up and that he knows how to sing, and he sings happy birthday. In a. Did you see the segment, Matt? Is, is yes, MJF like a very
2: good singer in your mind? He's a very good singer, but he did a great job of hamming it up, so he didn't sound good. Right? Like yeah. A, Happy birthday. Like he, he was, he was trying to sound bad because he started off. Well, if we wanted like a, a fully detailed breakdown of it, uh, I don't. I think that's was, okay.
0: What, what you said is pretty good. I think that, okay. that that's mostly what I was wondering. Is is he?
2: He's good enough
0: that he can fake being bad. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I hit the mute button there. Um. And Cole's sort of resistant to all this at the out the gate. But then ultimately, and this ending was weird, where MJF goes to the camera as he says, okay, Cole, you got to make a wish. And Cole goes over to the cake and MJF's like, I'm going to put his face in the cake. I'm going to put his face in the cake. Cole sees this coming, ducks, spins, MJF gets his face in the cake. And then Cole is like, hey, man, all this stuff, it is actually really nice. Max, thank you, my friend. And they have a nice moment. But like, you just caught him trying to put your face of the cake, but this is just the MJF goes too far friendship. Like he likes pranks and, and Cole just is able to see it coming. So great segment here. I thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately Cole is also like a cocky bad guy. Like we, we, all he's done is go away from an injury and come back. Right. Like at his heart, that's who he is. So I do see, I do see it. I see the, like, I see the, like he, he, he's been that role. So he knows all the plays. And knows where mjf is going with all this stuff i think it
2: it adds the dynamic for sure can i say something about this because yeah, it really it really really stuck with me there was a moment when he was talking to roderick strong and he got distracted by a text from mjf and he read the text and he sort of did a perfect delivery of like ah, this guy's uh, you know yeah i got it gotta respond to this anyway uh love you see ya that is basically no change from his current babyface run. There's almost no change in his delivery. And yet it works right. so much better. And it's because his baby face run has been so disingenuous. He's just not I just don't I don't think anyone on this channel buys him as a babyface because he's such a cornball. Well, I think he's himself and I think that's well said, but I do also think he's
0: pigeonholed himself there by like acting like a baby face when he's a heel. Like there isn't a big perceived difference. It's like, okay, your natural self plays a little bit more even though Adam Cole is, you know, sort of famously a really nice guy in real life, but it still just comes across a certain way. And then when you're a heel who still does like Panama sunrise is your finisher and oh, like taunts during matches, like calls to the crowd. It's like, it's very, and he, and again, he, we've said a million times on the show. He couldn't be more over. It's working magnificently. This isn't criticism. It just isn't exactly to my taste. And I think it does play into the situation you described. Renee well is done. backstage with his long-term partner, Britt Baker. You could take a lot from Britt Baker. You, you could you take her. Well, maybe I don't know about you in particular, but, but she's, you know, things can be taken. You could though. I imagine you, you wouldn't challenge her in the ring for a title or anything. What? Depends, right? Because you're nice. Yeah. Depends. I mean, if you wanted to, it'd be, you know, schoolboy. It's, situ- it's one situational.
1: Two. It's a dependent sort of thing. I can't speak into absolutes. Might need your
0: teeth fixed. But you can't take her pride, Zoobs. Oh. She's the face of this division. And I think that's actually true. I do think Rick Baker is the face of the AW Women's Division still. Oh, here's the Owen belt. I won that last year. I might just do that again. How does it hit your ears? A little fun. I, I thought this was good, Brett.
1: Yeah, she has, she's had a stinted stop start, hasn't really been on the show as a singles competitor, has been doing, you know, managing basically valeting or running interference or tagging in. Uh, she really hasn't been a face the division singles True. competitor or challenger and in quite some time.
0: Garcia and Sammy are confronting Chris Jericho, giving sort of a, hey, man, what the hell? Like, we're your protégés. We're in the JAS, the faction named after you. Now you're talking about maybe leaving. And Jericho gives them a, you know, very unsatisfying speech back, I suppose. The sort of thing a guy making something up on the spot would say in this situation. Where he's like, listen, we're always going to be family, but now's actually a great time for you to strike out on your own. I've been thinking about this. This is the time for you to, prove that you could do it without me and so why don't yeah the renee's like actually you guys have been drawn as a tag team in the blind tag team tournament jericho's like there it is you guys gotta go with those tag titles without me i was like well performed by all but like it's just sort of bendy i don't know yeah
1: more. sort of sort of weirdly thrown together strange little strange little spot here i don't know i don't know we'll, we'll see what comes of it if the jericho turn actually happens i didn't i didn't make a ton out of this
0: I'd be happy for a Jericho babyface turn, also. Like I think, I mean, they should have done it going into this Canadian tour, to be honest. But
1: yeah, they've proven they can do that at any at any time they need to, right? That's sort of the the JAS has has gone back and forth two or three times. I want to say.
0: Give me your thoughts on Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia as a tag team. They sort of give a fist bump and a knowing nod that they are going to take to this at the end. Uh, In ring, they have sort of a nice A B thing, right?
1: Yeah, should have some fine chemistry, I don't know. Um it's fine. It again, the the tag team tournament is you could literally just have put them with any any other two people, right? And sort <laughs> yeah. of build it however you wanted. That is true. You, you're building on a lot of the a lot of the teams are like the clear pilfering. but yeah, it's fine. It, it's good. I mean, it's they'll be in the they, they you know, in Fade they should have an advantage because they're already a team. Um we will see. I don't know who they're fighting. Do you know who they're fighting? Do we get an opponent?
0: No, I don't think we know their first opponent yet. Hopefully, that gets announced throughout the week. And there's some good pairings there, um, but yeah, remains to be seen. What about what Irishman Twenty-One's asking here? I like this question. Are we seeing the beginnings of the breakup of the Jericho Appreciation Society?
1: Yeah, I think we're seeing the I think we're seeing the middle or the the late the end of the breakup of the of the JAS. If he's had... going
0: babyface, he has to dump them, right?
1: Well, they could all like they all, as a group they were sort of babyface adjacent for a minute there. That's true. They could do it. They're not that entrenched as heels. They're not like getting booed out of the building. If they, I don't know. Sammy makes it difficult, but he's sort of trying to go a face anyway, isn't he?
0: Yeah. I wish he wasn't in this. Yeah, me too. Late stage Jaseism. And then Gee, we get been to been my several my
1: years, right? It's about like, two year, two years? How long has it been long around? Long time,
0: longer than the inner circle. Somebody told me the other day, which I was like, oh wow, wow. this guy really has just been like running factions in AEW the whole time. And now, my least favorite part of the show. Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. Very slow match. Very slow until a very good kickout spot. The crowd bid on uh, with Britt kicking out. And then a fun three-person chain pin by um, Ruby Soho. So I really liked from that kickout to the end. But uh, leading up to it, I, I wasn't much of a fan of this match myself, Zub. How
1: about you? Do you like this one any more than me? I think I'm with you there. I I don't know. The Ruby one, Ruby really seems to wane and it really seems to go both ways. I think, I think we might be looking at it as like, wow, maybe she's the weak link in the, uh, in the outcast. I I don't know. Um, maybe is uh, the one of like, I think the excitement when she first came in and what a big player she felt like and sort of a, a, a run of like uninspiring to disappointing things. And I think some ring rust, um, from Britt, who hasn't been really been around that much just just that didn't think it meshed in the way that um we had hoped it would When when it, once upon a time these are the two biggest names you had in the division
0: ruby's arrival felt big at the time to me at least um, yeah and yeah i think she's the absolute three of three in outcast and i know i probably like soraya a little bit more than our our average viewer just from nostalgia reasons and knowing that london's around the corner but yeah i, I just thought this match you have have these two tag matches that are telling this sort of interesting dynamic between these guys. And you know, that Omega wheelers coming up. It's like, this just can't compete. It just isn't, there isn't somebody good enough in this match to be on the level of everything else we'd seen. And it's hard and it just makes it stand out worse, which is the problem. Like on some other shows, if you threw this on hour three of Monday night raw, I'm sure you'd be like, yeah, this, this looks like it. But I'm like coming off fresh eyes, having seen something really good. It's hard to, Go to just like Ruby, they did it like an Irish whip to the turnbuckle. And it's like, again, I hate being this guy, the pick apart guy, but it's like, this is just, th- this looks like the game is glitching or like you're a super heavyweight being <laughs> Irish whipped. Just like Ruby's just going on over. Yeah. All right. To the turnbuckle for the spot. Probably saying, to be fair, it was booked for last week. Yeah. Mm, that's true. That, that's absolutely true. Um, I'm just saying, like for a Brit singles return,
2: but are in a position.
0: That is, that is right at the cross section of a horrifying nightmare and and very, very funny to me. But the pin was cool. I I can't think of something like that. Three people and they all sort of hold her down. It's cool. Yeah, sure. Main event time. You love a main event, Zoobs, don't you? It's the top of the show to me. <laughs> don't forget, we will be talking about the top of the show for a great UFC card this weekend. If you're at all combat sports interested, this Saturday's UFC is a big one. Lots of very obvious storytelling, pro wrestling angles almost in, in the main and co-main. So definitely check it out on the Wrestling Brain feed if you are interested, uh, Friday morning, Zoobs and I. And we'll make it we'll make it quick, Zoobs. We're not going to go super in-depth. This is to get people into it. You, you sort of described it as sitting at the bar and somebody who, like, knows it. And they're going for that vibe. So not, not going to be quite as nerdy as this show. Yeah, probably true. This show's pretty nerdy. In I a mean, cool I'm pretty nerdy. In, it's, in a cool way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, compared to some other wrestling shows, are not nerdy at all. Yeah, <laughs> right? A, astonishingly
1: cool. <laughs> Grading on the curve. Yeah. Not that
0: nerdy. I'm not going to name them, but Sammy Veal Muffins. I mean, that guy's... I don't know anyone like that. Kenny Omega versus Wheeler Yuta Zoops. And and I thought they did a great job of reminding people of the video package here. Hey, Wheeler pinned this guy. Kenny Omega might be the end boss of pro wrestling in his mind. But when he was faced off with the BCC, Wheeler Yuta did pick up the pin on this guy. Call me silly. I thought there was a very real chance Wheeler was going to win tonight. Uh, Even though it wouldn't make a ton of sense going into blood and guts. I thought they maybe wanted to make that a through line going into blood and guts. It's like does Wheeler Yuda have Kenny Omega's number? Right. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was in play. And so for that reason, I think I was able to bite on a lot in this match and man, I, I really just thought this kicked ass. Some of Wheeler's selling in this match, whatever it's, it's interesting that he's paired it with Claudio so often, who I think you could have also said this about for long portions of his career, maybe even up until pretty recently where it's like, He's able to express himself and show himself in the ring in a way that he just isn't in the other facets of pro wrestling. In the 70s, before the television, like a traveling wrestling show, someone like Wheeler Yuta would have been incredibly, oh, your Ricky Steamboats this archetype. And I really thought you saw that. I mean, Kenny is, I'm only really leaning here because Kenny's obviously so amazing. But these two together have something and Wheeler's selling and his ability to get across who he is, even in BCC, that they have taught him this fighting spirit and this blood and gut still here. Take your shot. Eat it. Take one, two to give you one back. Uh, I thought it was expressed really well, and I I found it very easy to get into this match.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kenny singles matches are gifts. Uh, We're very lucky to have them and. and uh I'm with you that the, the homework being done there of just showing that the pinfall has happened, just letting it be in your mind, letting it be visual uh in your head and and knowing that you have callus and knowing that you have cash and knowing that you have all these things. Like yeah, Kenny can lose this match. He's also coming off a very brutal pay-per-view match, and you sort of you're able to just get close enough that you bite on it that like the the improbable can happen it's no it's no longer the impossible right it's sort of they've they've downgraded it to like highly unlikely versus impossible and that goes a long way because as you said um kenny's so good at this and and wheeler's grown a lot we we were pretty critical of him and and remain to be in other assets but um this part of him is is clearly grown and clearly leveled and clearly identified and as you said um, is fully expressed and fully realized in a in a way that I didn't know that we'd ever get to. So um, good on them and, and worthy of a main event, as Kenny singles matches always are, I thought, um, a, a hot way to get us into the show tonight, that's for sure.
0: Very, very well said, and I agree. It's just interesting to think of Kenny Omega as someone who is beatable, and I thought this match did get across that here against BCC's lowest-ranking member. He's the highest-ranking member of the Elite. Like on the the power kayfabe yep. tier list, these guys should be. He should wash Wheeler Yuda, and yet I felt he was outright beatable. And that's something that not every match we we bring it up on the show a lot, and it's it's indicative of a good match to me. And these guys are so far apart that I was even willing to buy in thirty percent. Hey, Wheeler could win here is a real credit to how they have built this, and just the the crowd reacted to this. Kenny got an enormous pop on his entrance, and they stayed hot for it, and I thought it deserved it. But he does pick up the win here over Wheeler Yuda. But then it's trench coat soup. Trench coat Konestas <laughs> comes out with Don Callis with Claudio Castagnoli, and they're beating down Kenny Omega. Now I think the match went long here because the, yeah, the editing. At the time, they at the cut time. right in the middle of this, where the, he they, they sorry the BCC guy or we don't know that to catch BCC, but enemy my enemy right now. Claudio and Tekeshda are beating down Omega. Hangman and the Bucks run out for the save. Uh, hangman grabs a chair to go wall up on uh the guys beating down kenny but then he winds up the chair dark orders there Zoobs they grab the chair and the cut <laughs> don't know what happened after that marlon you were there i don't know if anything happened after that that, that you could fill us in on but i thought a great main event on top of a, a really really good dynamite i had a blast watching the show tonight yeah tons of
1: fun and uh you see after the uh, dark quarter left hangman hey in the box super kick, close line claudio oh uh, yeah so yeah oh, okay it does end with uh the,
2: the good dark guys Order. do get their
1: weapons but they do they do cut that off right in the middle um of that but yeah there's some there's some pushing and shouting and then they box it and elite runoff bcc off the air so
0: yeah that's the end yeah great show Feels thanks like a for joining having... us vz no you don't gotta apologize for not being here I appreciate you having yeah. you here now but yeah, very fun show, Zoobs. I I had a blast watching this one, and continues their run of good Canadian programming. They, they've had good luck in these cities, and I'm I'm enjoying the AW output a lot lately. But I got to tell you, not seeing Collision this Saturday, I'm I feel sad. That feels so must see to me. Yeah, I was gonna say, if I were to go back in time and tell you, CM Punk and
1: Samoa Joe are wrestling on TV, and you were not able to watch it, hard to believe.
0: Be a nice Sunday afternoon treat for me. I'll get home, maybe cook up a little something, settle into my couch
2: that's me hitting play yeah yeah you knew at a mechanical remote like a mechanical yeah it was loud and clear that was play zooms normally this is
0: where i give you the out on the show to, to take off into the night and get into your sweet bed and upload the podcast and all that fun stuff uh but before we do we didn't get to do last week's show some tech issues anything you wanted to say about a wrestling brain live in the introduction of monday night program and autumn joining the channel on on video and comics in the combat so is there anything i, I can chat about it in the post show show of course but is there anything you wanted to say on that
1: just a real appreciation um for the community and the people that we have here um doing podcasts and doing content like this can feel um very good but it can also feel very isolating i'm alone in my room you're alone in your room people watching it are alone in their rooms matt's alone in his room producing it um so as much as we do have that great feeling community it can also feel um a lonely but you don't you don't, no, don't ever get to touch you it
0: switch this off it feels yeah
1: you don't ever get to touch it and and, and on the other podcasts i've done and shows i've done, I never, I never never get to touch the viewership you see a number and no matter how high it is uh after a very short time the height that it is makes you sad because it's not higher just sort of exactly like right the nature of human um achievement but to get to have a day like we did on Sunday for forbidden door to get to have people come up to us and want to take pictures with us and shake our hands and thank us for being at the show and sing along, sing along with the theme song and sing along with Matt's music. And we put up, um, Steph for business on the TV oh. and it gets, and she gets a huge pop, um, inside jokes and lore and, you know, people saying they've listened to the content for years and that we helped get them back into wrestling, all that stuff. I um it's not lost on me uh your dick how rare that is and how many people will succeed and how many people will fail I will knock and how many folks will never
2: you
1: we'll get to tangibly touch that and never get to uh, meet the people and 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 say thank you um it's not lost on me how lucky we are to get to have this and to get to do this. And, uh, I won't forget it. I'll remember that weekend for the rest of my life and the people that came out and the way that they made us feel, uh, at that show, it was truly special.
0: You transported me back there for a minute. Like I felt very happy there for a moment. I love my life. It was, that was great, really a great special day that Sunday. And you're right. I won't forget it either.